good morning to you. I hope I find you well. It is Tuesday morning, the 9th of January, 2024. Hope you're well. It's freezing here in the northwest. It's very, very cold here in Salford. This is the newspapers. Well, it's the papers. It's the papers. I'm going to now take a quick look at the front pages of the UK daily newspapers, and then we'll look at a few stories inside. As I begin recording, it is exactly 6.26am. It is indeed. Yes, half the day is gone. (laughs) Yes, I'm one of those. I'm an early riser and I like to brag about it sometimes. Not really. Let's start with The Guardian. There's a lovely photograph on The Guardian front page of Margot Robbie. I think that's how it's pronounced. Australian actress Margot, I believe, got her start in Neighbours. Maybe Neighbours, maybe Home and Away, I think Neighbours. She was photographed at the Golden Globe Awards where Barbie won big. She looks rather fetching, does Margot Robbie, in a beautiful red dress even. Are you allowed to say that today? Or is it misogyny and sexist? But she looks pretty good. Headline, Guardian, scramble to clear victims of post office fraud scandal. Now this is a scandal which saw hundreds of sub-postmasters wrongly convicted of fraud because faulty software made it look like money was missing. Talked about this yesterday. Big story. right? They were accused of fraud, stealing money, hands in the till, but they did not do it. It was an IT failure. This happened around about the early 2000s to late 2000s, late, what would you say, the early noughties, right? Anyway, an ITV drama has recounted this and, yeah, the... Guardian says that Rishi Sunak, the UK Prime Minister, believes people should show, people should know even, we are on it and we want to make it right. And former Justice Secretary Robert Buckland, Conservative, he has been quoted. Uh, He has said overnight that the convictions of all of these people should be quashed immediately. So there you are. Also on the front page of The Guardian, $10,000, the going rate to flee horrors of Gaza. So The Guardian claims that its own investigation has shown that some Gazans are paying brokers up to $10,000 to get them out of Gaza and into Egypt. And that's the front page of The Guardian. So let's have a look at The Times. So every paper going with this, fast appeals for wrongly convicted postmasters. We've already covered that. Also on the front page of The Times is the headline, Prince Andrew was in Epstein sex tape. Now, we'll talk more about that shortly. So the Daily Express leads with, why are police failing to deliver on post office scandal? So the Express has an interview with former Tory minister David Davis. He's accused the police of failing to deliver over this scandal. Uh, Over the weekend, the Met Police announced it was investigating the post office over potential fraud Offences. Okay. The Metro has a photograph of Roger Daltrey at the top of the the front page. And it says Daltrey 60. Now we know that Roger Daltrey is older than 60. So presumably it's celebrating 60 years in the music business. 60 years of Roger Daltrey. I'm guessing that. I don't know. Uh, The Metro goes with the post office scandal too. On the front page, one million say strip post office Paula 
of CBE. Paula is Paula Venels. She was the chief executive of the post office at the time of this scandal. And a million people or more have signed a petition saying she should be stripped of her CBE. Commander of the British Empire, I think it stands for. Uh, Daily Mail, shameless is the headline. As national revulsion over post office scandal mounts, former boss still clings to her CBE. And Lib Dem leader refuses to step aside. What's that about? Well, Ed Davey, who is the leader of the Liberal Democrats, he was Postal Affairs Minister at the time of this scandal because the Liberal Democrats were in coalition government with the Conservatives. So they're saying that Davey has basically blood on his hands here. That's one way of putting it. Uh, the I paper, post office scandal firm Fujitsu gets ma- major UK government contract. We're not interested. And the Daily Telegraph front page leads with the Telegraph Channel 4 in diversity row over white bosses. We will come back to that in a moment. The Sun headline Andrew in sex tapes shock filmed by Pedo Pal. We'll talk more about this as I've already said. This is claims or a claim that Andrew or Prince Andrew, former US President Bill Clinton and boss of Virgin Richard Branson appeared in sex tapes which were filmed by the paedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein. This is to do with unsealed court documents. Again, we'll come back to it. As the Daily Mirror, new Andrew humiliation is the headline. And the Mirror front page has a photograph of Andrew sitting in a golf cart or a golf buggy with Bill Clinton. When will it all end, asks the Daily Mirror. Now, court documents reveal woman claimed Epstein made sex tape of Prince. The Financial Times goes with deluge of debt, feeds fear of backlash in bond markets and the Daily Star has a headline wait for it, the headline on the front page of the Star, there's Klingons on the starboard bow, starboard bow, starboard bow and that of course was a line lyrics from Star Trekking which is the number one hit in the 1980s but I can't remember who sang Star Trekking. It was them. Um, one of those novelty songs, wasn't it? Anyway, it's about the a launch yesterday of a mission that was supposed to land on the moon and it's gone wrong. Uh, there's been a propulsion issue. The news broadcasters yesterday morning, shortly after uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, they all went live to Florida for a, a, a private company launching a rocket which is going to land on the moon, but it's gone belly up. It hasn't happened, apparently. So those are the front pages of today's UK daily newspapers. Let's have a look inside the papers. Very interesting. The Telegraph. Now, this is the Telegraph lead story today. Channel 4 in diversity row over white bosses. What's going on here? Uh, The Telegraph claims Channel 4 has launched a protest against the appointment of four white directors to its board in a row over ethnic diversity. Lucy Fraser, the Culture Secretary, on Monday approved the appointment of five new non-executive directors to join the broadcasters' board, four of whom are white. Shock horror. The article goes on to say, The move sparked criticism from Sir Ian Cheshire, the chairman of Channel 4, who warned that the board was lagging behind its own diversity targets. And the Telegraph claims it has seen an internal memo from Channel 4, And this guy, Sir Ian uh, Cheshire, says in the memo, these appointments will improve representation on the board, 
but do not yet meet the levels of representation throughout the rest of the organisation. Scroll down a bit here. Appointments to the board are not ultimately in our control due to procedural reasons, but we are committed to continuing to push for further progress or progress. Following the appointments, Channel 4's board will have 15 members, of whom 14 or 93% are white. Under its remit to represent minorities, the broadcaster has an overall target to draw 20% of its staff from ethnic minorities, 12% from people with disabilities, and 6% from those who identify as LGBT. So the starting point at Channel 4 is not to get 15 people who are simply the most qualified to do the job. No, no, no. We want 20% of them to be from ethnic minorities. We want 12% of them uh, to be people with disabilities and 6% of them uh, to be gay or lesbian or trans. It's madness this, isn't it? But I, I, I can't and won't dwell on it because it is something that comes up too often, all too often, on the Richie Allen radio show. By the way, 82% uh, the 2021 census has shown that the UK demographic is 82% of all people in the UK are white. Yeah. So you, 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 might, you might have more sympathy for these diversity targets if they correlated somehow with the national census, but, but they don't. So Channel 4 doesn't want representation or equal representation. No, it goes way beyond that. It wants 20% of its staff to be from ethnic minorities, 12% uh, from people with disabilities, and then 6% of people who identify as LGBT. And if you ask any of these clowns, these morons, these cretins, to show you some evidence that the company is better served if you, from the get-go, attempt to fill positions based on diversity quotas, if you ask them to show you any evidence that this somehow benefits the company and the company will do better, they can't. It is bollocks with a capital B. Anyway, the Times, let's go to Epstein and the unsealed documents. Headline, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton and Richard Branson in Epstein sex tapes. What's going on? Well, according to the Times, sex tapes featuring the above trio were allegedly recorded by the paedophile financier Epstein, according to a British aristocrat. Who is the aristocrat? Well, her name is Sarah Ransom. And she sent emails in 2016. She sent emails making a series of what the Times say were extraordinary allegations, which she later retracted. She was 22. She claimed at the time that she was 22 when she was forced to have sex. She wrote in the emails, When my friend had sexual intercourse with Clinton, Prince Andrew and Richard Branson, sex tapes were in fact filmed on each separate occasion by Jeffrey. Thank God she managed to get a hold of some footage of the filmed sex tapes, which clearly identified the faces of Clinton, Andrew and Branson having sexual intercourse with horror. Frustratingly enough, Epstein was not seen in any of the footage, but he was clever like that, wrote Sarah Ransom in 2016. So in 2016, she said she wrote, Thank God her friend got a hold of footage of the filmed sex tapes clearly identifying Clinton, Andrew and Branson. But Epstein wasn't seen because he was too clever. She wrote in these emails, When my friend eventually 
had the courage to speak out and went to the police in 2008 to report what had happened. Nothing was done and she was utterly humiliated by the police department where she went to report what had happened with Epstein, Clinton, Branson and Prince Andrew. Now this aristocrat Sarah Ransom went on to claim that her friend was approached by special agents on the orders of Hillary Clinton in order to protect her presidential campaign at the time she ran against Trump in 2016. She wrote in the emails, Ransom wrote, they heavily intimidated her, roughed her up. Luckily, she took photos as evidence and was then forced to sign a confidentiality agreement which ensures that she can never come forward publicly implicating her husband, she added. Ransom gave a victim impact statement ahead of the sentencing of the British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell for sex trafficking on behalf of Epstein. And Ransom is the daughter of Lord Macpherson, who is the second Baron of Dromochter. In the email, she claimed Donald Trump liked flicking and sucking her friend's nipples. She wrote that they looked incredibly painful as they were red and swollen, and I remember wincing when I looked at them. I also know she had sexual relations with Trump at Epstein's mansion on regular occasions. Now, Ransom has retracted this stuff. It's interesting, dearest listener, that Virgin immediately put out a press release yesterday saying Richard Branson is innocent. And um, the, the woman, Ransom, has retracted these claims. But she obviously has, you know, there are those who would say, well, maybe she retracted them under duress. Maybe she's been threatened or maybe she was threatened at the time. Because she says in the emails that her friend was threatened. She doesn't name her friend and we don't know where the videos and photographs are at the moment, of course. So she retracted them. She said they no good would come from sharing her allegations publicly. She went on to say that she retracted her claims in the best interests of her family who helped her pick up the pieces once before. She doesn't want them to do it again. So that's the talk of the town in the media this morning. Every broadcaster going with these allegations. And Trump fanboys and fangirls, of course, screaming on social media that Donald is whiter than white. And uh, this is just more, uh, you know, deep state tactics to bring down the great saviour, Donald Trump. That, of course, is monumental bollocks. Trump, to quote my great friend Maria Heller, is a pig, always was and always will be, and is certainly no threat to the deep state. Donald Trump is the deep state. Anyhow, The Guardian. Let's look inside The Guardian. LBC bolted down guest seat to stop former PM dodging cameras. This is a ridiculous story. Why are you reading it? Well, you know, I'm reading it because I'm reading it, right? But it's ridiculous. I suppose it's to make a ham-fisted point that I have made many times before. The Guardian says that the guest seat in Nick Ferrari's LBC studio was bolted to the floor after Boris Johnson kept escaping off-camera in tough interviews. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, during his tenure as Mayor of London, in an interview with Radio Times, Ferrari said the chair was now firmly attached to a plate in the studio floor so interviewees stay in shot of the webcam and avoid doing what LBC staff refer to as the Boris Bolt. So Johnson was Mayor of London between 2008 and 2016. He regularly appeared with Nick Ferrari because he is a personal friend of Nick Ferrari's, okay? You know, we talk about the revolving door in in the pharmaceutical business, how, how those often charged 
with regulating big pharma have often worked within big pharmaceutical companies. We call it the revolving door thing, right? So regulators are not really regulating, they're, they're facilitating. Well, it's the same in the media. You've got whoring bastards like Nick Ferrari claiming to be interrogating Boris Johnson, when in fact Ferrari's a very close friend and confidant of Johnson and never asked him a tough question in his life. So this is monumental bollocks. We had to boat a chair to the floor to stop Johnson squirming away and out of shot of the camera during the time he was mayor of London. Bollocks. Utter bollocks. Nobody has ever asked a tough question of Boris Johnson or David Cameron or Tony Blair for that matter. They're all in it together, dear listener. The Telegraph. Inside the Telegraph, here's a story. New Scottish trans prison rules, even worse than before. What's going on? Well, members members of the Scottish Parliament have been told that new rules around dealing with transgender prisoners in Scottish prisons are sexist and will, in fact, lead to vulnerable women being traumatised. Campaigners are calling on Scottish MPs uh, to block new guidelines introduced in the wake of the Isla Bryson scandal from coming into force amid claims they are worse than the policy they replaced. Wait for it. The plans allow, will allow, trans criminals with a history of violence against women to be housed in female jails if it is deemed there is compelling evidence they do not pose an unacceptable risk of harm. Imagine, even men who identify as women, lawyers basically, con men, right? I'm a woman, no you're not. If they have a history of violence against women, they can still be sent to a woman's prison, a woman's jail, if somebody says they do not pose an unacceptable risk of harm. Incredible. Those seen as too dangerous to be placed in female jails permanently, wait for it, so even if they do determine that this man, this fraud who claims to be a woman, right, you can't go into a women's prison because you're too dangerous, they might still offer the man a chance to mingle with female inmates temporarily to help support his gender identity. I'm not making that up. So we can't put you in the population with women. You can't go into the women's prison. But we're going to allow you to mingle with women to support your gender identity. This policy will come into force in February in Scotland. It's insane. I'll say no more about it. Speaking of Donald Trump, the pig, a number of papers are covering uh, something he said at a campaign event in Iowa. Um, Trump tells lies. It's what Trump does. It's Trump's default state. He tells lies. He lies uh, as easily as you and I draw breath. He's a bullshitter. At a, an event in Iowa, he claimed that he threatened the French president, Emmanuel Macron, into caving um, over trade tariffs. None of this is true, by the way. It's more lies from Trump. In fact, the evidence is to the contrary. Um, he said he had a conversation with Macron about a proposal to slap a 25% tax on US tech giants operating in Mexico. And this is how we know that Trump is lying, because he says Mexico. Mexico's got nothing to do with the story. Crazy stuff from Trump, right? He says, I had a phone call with Macron, and I said, um, to he, he, Trump says, I said to Macron, this plan you have to slap a 25% tax 
on US companies operating in Mexico is not good enough. If you go ahead with it, I will put a 100% tariff on French wine and champagne coming into the US. It's utter bullshit. Right, this never happened. Um, He said that Macron caved. Um, What he was actually referring to was, um, was, was, was a French plan which, which, which went ahead and, and remains in place today, which imposes a 3% digital tax on turnover generated within France by digital companies like Google, Amazon and Facebook. That tax plan is still in place, right? It brings hundreds of millions of euro into the French treasury every year. So Trump's a liar. Right, Mexico had nothing to do with it. Trump was referring to the digital tax on turnover generated by big digital companies in France. It remains in place. There was no caving by Macron. It's bullshit by a serial lawyer, Donald Trump. But a lot of the media is talking about it today. Yeah. Uh, The Mirror. Mum's fury after school removes girls from class for breaking skirt uniform rules. A mum has blasted her daughter's school for objectifying its female students in a row over skirt or skirt lengths. So this is Debbie Williams. She's the mum. She was among 100 or more demonstrators outside Yate Academy in South Gloucestershire yesterday, protesting against the handling of its dress code. Williams claims her child Ruby, who's a year nine student, missed hours of lessons due to this unfair uniform code by the secondary school, okay? The backlash, according to the Mirror, comes following a petition launched by students last week that stated the uniform rules were disrupting learning, causing undue stress and agitation amongst the student body and sexualising the inch above a girl's knee. It said students were made to line up outside school so their uniforms could be measured and uh, alleged countless girls were removed from lessons to address skirt length discrepancies. The school says skirts must be on or below the knee. Yeah. Uh, The Daily Mail claimed an exclusive with a doctor. This will boil your piss this morning if I can be so crude. When am I not crude? Here's the exclusive in the mail. The headline is, I'm an A&E doctor and this is why it's time to start wearing masks again. Wow. And this doctor writing in the Daily Mail isn't requesting that masks be worn. Excuse me. This doctor isn't requesting masks be worn in clinical settings. No, this doctor wants masks to be worn all the time. It is that time again, writes Dr. Salia Hassan. No, I don't mean New Year and resolutions. I mean mask time. I can hear the universal groan, but if you want to spend winter without an irritating cough rattling through your chest day and night, or that gnawing whole body ache where even your hair hurts, then wear a mask, says this doctor, given free rein to write in the Daily Mail today. The doctor, Salia Hassan, goes on to say that he or she, I have no idea if it's a man or a woman, always dons one in crowded places, on planes, on trains and so on. 
the doctor goes on to talk about the new scary variant of COVID JN.1. The doctor goes on to say that in Asia, people have always worn a mask as a mutually protective act of social respect, <coughs> excuse me, within the community, uh, going, going back to the 1950s. And we should all be wearing masks now, not just to protect ourselves, but to protect others and to show respect, says this ridiculous doctor. That's in the Daily Mail. Uh, the Times, another story in the Times, supermarkets cash in on dry January. Are you engaging in dry January, are you? I am, but I might extend it beyond January. Uh, today will be day nine of, of abstinence for myself. I decided I decided over the Christmas period that I would not not reduce my alcohol intake in January, but I would scrap it completely. And I have to say I'm quite enjoying it. I haven't had a single moment thus far, and as I said, we're on day nine now, not a single moment where I really felt like a drink. Last evening, my decrepit, my utterly useless football team, Manchester United, played Wigan in the third round of the FA Cup, just a few miles up the road in Wigan. And ordinarily, I would have loved to have a cold, frosty beer while watching the game, but I didn't, and I didn't miss it. So there you are. Who knows? But anyway, the supermarkets are cashing in. They're raping people. Not quite raping them, but they're taking the piss, according to the Times, and taking advantage of people's pledge to complete dry January. The Times has evidence that nine brands of non-alcoholic beers have risen by 22.3% in January. They're taking the piss. And the Times names Tesco, Sainsbury's, Asda, Morrison's and Waitrose as the guilty parties. They are fleecing people who want to do the right thing and give their liver, their kidney and their overall immune system a break from uh, the alcohol that is in the Times today. And I'll have a very quick look, but not much of a look, at the BBC News website to see what the BBC News website is reporting on this morning. Unsurprisingly, it's going with the stories I've just spoken about. The post office scandal is big on the BBC News website today. The Epstein unsealed documents and the claims about videos. There's also a snow and ice warning for the UK. A yellow warning has been issued. Good God. Uh, the moon mission that, that, that hasn't happened, also covered by the BBC news website and that's pretty much it you do know of course that i will be on air uh, this evening at four o'clock uk time with tuesday's richie allen radio show i'll have some interesting guests and some interesting chat and i do hope you can join me uh, today that's four o'clock uk time and if you can do download the app there is an app for the live richie allen show you'll get it on google play you'll get it via apple's app store so do that please Failing that, you can leave a comment during the live show at richieallen.co.uk. Wrap up warm and have a very good Tuesday until 4pm from the BBG. It is bye from me. Arrivederci. Bye now.